0: Welcome to the SBC's Fit Talks Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Cleary, and after nearly two months off, we are back. On today's episode, we'll be chatting with rising fitness Instagrammer Edward Roth. Welcome, Ed.
1: Thanks for having me, Sean.
0: So, Ed, uh, just right now, just kind of introduce yourself, kind of talk about um, how, like, where you started in terms of fitness, um, where it became more of a passion, and how you came to create the uh, Instagram.
1: All right, so I really started getting into weightlifting and fitness probably in my sophomore year of high school. I was running track and field, and I started lifting weights as a way to, like, improve my performance with that. But then uh, once I graduated, I wasn't running in college. I just kept lifting as a, a way to stay in shape, and just grew and grew from there. I started putting on pounds, and it just took off. And then this past summer, this past uh, school year, actually, I did a charity physique show for school, and that really opened my eyes to how much I love it, and
0: it just took off, and now I at the Instagram. Okay, yeah, I kind of had a similar experience where I went to college, and then that's where it kind of hit off, but yeah, like, Ed and I did track in high school. We both went to the same high school. He was a grade below, but kind of like once we both went to a college, he, he talks about it too. It's just, if you don't join the team, then you really don't have any more you prepped for the physique show, because I, I know you did that, and I, I'm actually really interested in um, how that went for you, and just talk about, like, um, how you did it.
1: All right, so I've always been, like, pretty well-built, but I've always been kind of chubby. So I still had to, had to bulk for about six weeks for this, but my main priority was losing all the belly fat and body fat that I had. So I bulked for six weeks, had about 3,500 calories a day, something like 400 grams of carbs, there's a lot of force feeding. And then after that, I did just your typical carb cycling diet. You know, I would have uh, two high-carb days a week, uh, two no-carb car- days a week, and three low-carb days a week. So those no-carb days, I wouldn't be lifting. I'd just maybe some cardio, maybe some abs, but I'd be having primarily protein and uh, healthy fats. The low-carb days, I'd have my gold body weight and grams of carbohydrates. So I wanted to weigh about 157 for this show. So, I'd have 157 grams of carbs on those days. And then the high carb days, I would have my highest volume and most difficult workouts. So I'd have something like 180, 200 grams of carbs. Just really try to move some heavy weight and keep as much muscle mass as I could.
0: Okay. So, um, I guess my next question would be um, Did you hit your goal weight? And kind of say, like, you know, so how tall are you?
1: I'm five foot nine.
0: Okay. So, like, what, what was your goal weight?
1: My goalie was about 157,
0: 160, and I actually hit that about a week and a half out, so it was on the stage about 155. Nice, nice. So, was that, like, I know from just watching bodybuilders, like, in terms of just prep, like, what, what was the hardest aspect for you?
1: honest aspect of just being diligent enough to stick to it i mean i'm up at college and you know i have friends asking, me hey you want to get burgers you want to go out for drinks and for those first six eight weeks of school i had to say no because i had to focus on that show
0: mm-hmm. gotcha gotcha yeah so um what do, would you ever do it again
1: no and the simple reason is that for the last six or eight weeks of that it being like going to the gym it felt much more like a chore than a hobby and it really took the joy out of it because like it wasn't that like i wanted to go to the gym i had to go to the gym even though i was feeling tired and my workouts just weren't as productive as they could have been but i just had to keep lifting weights and burning calories and i just didn't like that feeling
0: gotcha gotcha so what are you doing now in terms of just your training your like what what are your goals now
1: Right now, I'm doing more of a powerlifting split, so just training movements in the gym as opposed to body parts. I just want to get as strong as I possibly can.
0: So. Yeah, gotcha. I did that before. So. What? Okay, so, I know you had your regular Instagram, but what made you want to just create a separate fitness Instagram?
1: I mean the fitness aspect of my life and the personal
0: aspect I think are separate, so why just have not have uh two pages for each of them, you know? Gotcha. Um do you have any like like specific goals in terms of creating the Instagram? Like um like do you wanna like maybe for maybe like kind of a career through it or sell stuff like like, do you have specific goals with the thing, or are you just doing it for fun?
1: Yeah, absolutely not. It's just strictly a hobby. It's, it's more like track progress, and that's really bad. That. I, I don't really want to create this at all.
0: Okay. So um, so I wanted to just kind of, like, bring you on and, like, talk about uh, different stuff. So what would you say is irritating part about the fitness industry as a whole?
1: fin industry there's a very bad trend going on with bodybuilding right now and that is that the biggest most massive guys women. I when you look back the nineteen seventies, which is like the golden age of bodybuilding, you see Arnold and guys like that with like these beautiful tapered physiques, they're in proportion and they look human. you fast forward to like the Ronnie Coleman's and Phil Heath, these guys have bubble guts and like it's just not beautiful physiques. And that really falls on the judges, in my opinion. Like, as soon as they stop rewarding these guys for just being these massive guys and letting them win, we'll stop having these young guys drop dead from having too many steroids. Like, because these young guys are becoming in the sport. They see these guys win the Olympia, and like, oh, well, if I want to be successful in the sport, I have to look like that. And how I look like that? By being 300 pounds and taking a bunch of steroids. So until the judges start rewarding guys for having proportionate, beautiful physiques, we're going to keep on seeing that.
0: Yeah, I... Um I'm not I haven't really like I've kind of just I've been like kind of a bodybuilding fan like I kind of got into it just as like when I got into fitness like it's just something it's almost kind of part of the fitness industry so um just talking about that yeah like definitely like it's just weird seeing like how the slow transition from like what Arnold and Frank Colombo and all those guys like what they were basically required what kind of body type they required and yes they were on steroids too but like it looked not maybe natural but it definitely looked like just cleaner and it looked Mm -hmm. a lot nicer it looked like something you would want to try to get exactly even if you were natural whereas now it just it looks so unnatural like everyone on stage looks like the hulk and it's kind of weird um and yeah, like it is a frustrating thing because like now it in that mentality of being the biggest guy or being the strongest guy, um, kinda trickles down to people like Ed and I who are naturals where um it trickles down to the fitness industry where if on Instagram you don't have the biggest physique or you're the strongest power lifter or you have the most shredded but somehow big body, you're not Uh, someone who should be looked upon for information so um, especially me who's created this brand to try to help people understand that like the fitness industry there's just a whole bunch of bullshit it really is difficult when like I'm trying to work towards a really good looking natural physique but these guys just uh, take the easy way out and like because they look the part automatically people are going to think they know what they're talking about um any comments
1: Um, I mean, you kind of hit the nail
0: on the head. Yeah. Really. What would you say if, okay, so what are some tips for people that are trying to lose weight? So I've started to talk about it. I'm trying to lose weight myself. I'm trying to get to, um, about 165. Um, since you've done the extreme, what would you say is like just general tips that will help people?
1: Well, well all. diets come down to calories in versus calories out so to lose weight you have to burn more calories than you bring in for me the competition diet that i did i wouldn't use it for a casual diet that's for competition only but if you're just someone who wants to lose a few pounds maybe decrease your carb intake a little bit and just move a little more each day you know go for a walk or the gym three days a week and that's it really
0: yeah it's definitely something that i've um uh learned and like tried to like What would you say was the most difficult thing to learn just in general in terms of fitness?
1: Patience. Like, it doesn't happen overnight. You just have to be patient with
0: it. Yeah, I just posted about that. Just, like, um, just a general tip was just, like, learn that this is a life, um, life, um, what's the word? It's a lifestyle. It's it's a lifestyle. It's a um, lifetime journey. You're not, you know, and as well, like, especially if you're really out like you're really bad in terms of just your health and like you've really let yourself go you know 20 years you're not going to fix a 20-year problem w- with a 20 day in 20 days so I think that w- I think Ed like especially just talking about it and like it is that simple in terms of just you know eating less calories and figuring out like um figuring out like what diet and what I mean by a diet just like what Nutrition style works for you. Um, is there any? So you're a carb cycler. Have you tried any other quote-unquote diets?
1: Well, yeah, that's the thing. I've only really had that one major cut in my life, and I use carb cycling because a friend of mine recommended it. But you know, there's a lot of like fad diets out there that a lot of people follow. You and I, and I just encourage people not to really follow them, That's just why complicated, you know. Okay. It's calories in for calories out. Move more, eat less, stay consistent, and you'll lose weight.
0: Gotcha. So, um, have you ever, have you, are you doing any type of cardio?
1: Um, I play volleyball a couple of nights a week. I'll uh, go for a walk a couple of nights a week. But as far as, like, using a stairmaster or a treadmill, I can never really get behind it. It was just boring to me. So, I um, don't really do it in the gym,
0: no. Gotcha. Have you ever considered running again? No. Yeah. Not really. Um, I've kind of basically just let go of like the sprinting life. I kind of tried keeping it going for a little bit, but it's just it's just too much on the knees. But so what I've adopted is just forcing myself to go for runs for one of the reasons is my mom uh, likes going running, but she'll only go if I go. So it's kind of one of those things where if like we both say we don't want to go then we're both being, then we're both neglecting, um, what I consider a very important part of, uh, fitness. So just that aspect, but as well, it's like, uh, long distance running. I guess I didn't appreciate when I was on cross country because of the aspect of like, there's competition and you're trying to go as fast as possible, even if it is five cat, like a a 3.2 mile race. But now it, um, it's more of just like, just being able to go at my own pace is really, like, helped me just understand how important running is, but also just let me have fun with it a bit. If I want to go for a mile as fast as possible, that's my choice, but if I want to go for a nice two-mile run, I can do that too, and there's nothing like, um, forcing me to go at a specific pace. Um, so, what would you say, so you're focusing on the big three, right, the squat, deadlift, and, um, bench press do you so what kind of style of training are you more of a m- minimalist like kind of basic training or do you try to like involve like a lot of accessory work like how do you how are you it's um trying to gain your strength
1: well like i said before uh, with powerlifting you mainly train movements not necessarily body parts or muscle groups so majority of my workout is with one of the big three movements so i just did i worked on my bench press today Mm -hmm. So, today I did 5x5, worked up to 215, and then I did 3x8 as a cool down. So, that's 8 cents of bench press total. It took me about 40 minutes. And then after that, I did probably did 3 or 4 accessory movements. Because, you know, you don't want to burn too many calories when you're powerlifting like that. You want to focus on getting really quality movements, move as much weight as possible, and that's really it. And that's what, that was really hard from going from physique training to powerlifting, just decrease in volume that I was doing. I'm not doing, you know, six or eight sets of, like, ten reps. I'm doing, you know, maybe eight sets of three reps, you know?
0: Yeah, I kind of had the opposite effect where I focused so much on strength starting, um, like, two years ago where um, during my, la- my last semester at Oswego, I, like, just wanted to get as strong as possible, and I had to gain some weight, but as well just focusing on the um, – the core movements, um, twice a day, twice a week. And then, and then I would do one day where I would kind of do more of just a, like kind of basically a full body workout, just trying to like hit, uh, different exercises as well. Just give myself a break. It was more of a body weight, um, thing, but coming off of that after so long of doing strength to now going to high volume training, because I am focusing more on muscle building. It was just, so jarring to understand like man like that like because i'm doing sets of 10 maybe even five sets of 10 it's like it's a lot and it's not like for me it's not even just the the volume in terms of like muscle building it's also just like it's it almost feels like a conditioning workout because you're doing so much and i'm sure ed can attest where like you, you're hitting so many uh reps that you're just you you almost feel like this is cardio you know
1: it was Instead of ten reps on a squat and you're gasping for breath, like it's,
0: in, it's incredible. Yeah, and you still have like probably like four sets left. <laughs> yeah, so do you? Th- are you having more fun with this training or with the physique training? No. Uh, diet aside, just
1: absolutely so. more fun. with The powerlifting training. I've always liked lifting heavy. Those like my uh, my favorite days when doing any style of training, no matter my goal. And now that I'm doing it all the time, it's uh pretty great.
0: Gotcha. So. Um, just, okay, so just trying to, like, maybe, uh, not change the subject, but, uh, maybe a little preferences. So, do you prefer working out with a partner or by yourself?
1: Uh, well, well I'm up at school. My, I'm an engineering student at school, so my schedule's pretty stacked, so I usually go to the gym around seven thirty in the morning, and no one's ever there, so I'm pretty used to lifting on my own. So, not that I prefer it, I'm just used to it.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like with me. When I did the powerlifting training, I would go to at 7 in the morning, but now I go at 6 in the morning and there's nobody there. Um, I have trained with a partner before, though, and uh, I guess there's just a different vibe to it. But it's also weird because I've never worked with someone who is at the same level as me. They were either above me by a lot or below me by a lot.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. Like Having a good training partner that like lifts similar weights and is on the same level as you is worth their weight in gold. Like, they're very, very hard to find.
0: Gotcha. So, um, I think something that, uh, another thing that I want to talk about is nutrition in terms of just, so, uh, first things first, do you take any supplements?
1: Uh, yeah. So I take, I've been taking whey protein powder, just a, a protein supplement for a few years now, just cause I'm a student and I'm on the go. I can't always have five, six meals a day. So bringing two scoops of protein powder with me to class is a lot easier than bringing a container of chicken and rice. Yeah. I can attest and, to that. Uh, Recently I got a 30 serving container of C4 pre-workout on sale so I decided to try it for the first time. How was I don't really I don't really feel a difference with it. It's definitely not necessary. Just well, no supplement is necessary, but I would definitely put it as less necessary than a protein supplement.
0: Yeah, the, the pr- I think it was just cuz I took two scoops instead of one, but I used to take a uh, the gold standard uh, pre workout, mm-hmm. and that was like 350 grams of caffeine, and that oof, that would wake you up. But even now, I don't take. I don't even. I some. I basically work out uh, fasted, not by any like like no no other reason. Just I just like working out when I wake up. So I kind of like a test ed. Like you just don't really need caffeine in the morning. Because once you get the blood flowing, it kind of like You kind of just go through the motions And you start doing it And you kind of get into it It's more of a mindset But I have worked out you, Where I've had a pre-workout before And like the caffeine Like uh, when that kicks in Especially a lot of caffeine Like 350 That's like four cups of coffee In one shot I had to like adjust my whole Coffee drinks after that In terms of just like If I had that I, was only allowed, I only allowed myself maybe one more cup of coffee. Um, so now that you're working, how is it working out and working? Because for me, I do my workouts before my job. And my job, I work in a kitchen, but there is a manual labor aspect to it. And it's like I do feel working out. I do feel both. So in terms of how is it working out and working at the oh. same time?
1: You no, know, it's not that bad. I work 9 to 3, Monday to Friday. Uh, I'm, I'm a machinist in a machine shop. I make airplane parts. Wow, that's so, really cool. Thanks. So yeah. um, it's not that physical. The only real physical labor I do is like loading, uh, or rather unloading material from the truck when we get it in. But, uh, you know, I get home maybe 3.30. I uh, rinse off a little bit, eat something, and I'm in the gym by 5. And I'm home by 7, eat dinner, and then I'm in bed by 10.30. And that's really it. Got so definitely, definitely doable.
0: Gotcha. So um, what is uh, what do you do for recovery? So for me, I stretch at night and I try to stretch after workouts. But um, in terms of just like, do you do any specific like recovery work after your training?
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. So like on my off days and actually most nights, now that I'm doing powerlifting, I'm finding mobility and taking care of myself is very, very important. So I usually go into a deep squat at night to just stretch out my hips, my groin area. Make sure my hamstrings and quads are good. And I always... I have a foam roller at home. I always foam roll my back. It just feels really good.
0: Yeah, I've considered getting a foam roller. But, yeah, like, same thing with me. Like, I stretch at night. I try to just do... just It's kind of yoga. It's yoga light. It's just stretch session. It's just a nice, like, 30-minute stress session where I just kind of hit all the important body parts because I've noticed, especially now with the higher volume, that if I don't stretch uh, in between workouts, I am my, I get so sore. And then last week I had to basically take a whole week off from training because I was just so sore. I could not work, work out. And I can't risk, um, getting hurt, not being able to work. So I had to just spend like each day just stretching. And like, so I've found like the, the value of, um, stretching. And when I was doing my power lifting, I would stretch after, um, my workouts, but like now it's, that's not even enough. Like I have to do both in terms of just to stay relatively, um, uh, just to stay not too sore. Um, so getting back to nutrition, uh, what are some staples of your diet? Um, do you, is there certain foods that you try to stay away from? Is there certain foods that like you're kind of on the fence? Um, like what are your opinions on certain things in terms of nutrition. Do you think there's a lot of bullshit out there?
1: Oh, uh, well, yeah. There's, with anything, there's a lot of bullshit out there. You know, people are convinced that so you got to take these powders every day that just end up... You just end up shitting out on the toilet. It's just not necessary. You can, you're can t- you totally able to have a good whole diet just on natural foods. So that being said, I try to have at least four or five good meals a day.
0: Okay. Oh, uh, yeah. I, right now, because I'm losing weight, I'm trying to hit two nice diets, so... What's, like, a staple breakfast for you?
1: Um, Always have at least three whole eggs. Um, Always have some turkey chopped meat sautéed up. I'll usually have some of that with it and maybe uh, a couple slices of toast.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Nice. Eggs? Whole. Whole eggs, so you're not afraid of the yolk. No, not at all. Okay. (laughs) That's
1: good violence minerals in there. The, The whole yolk causes heart attacks thing is a total myth, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, I'm,
1: moderation of course, like don't have like five or six eggs.
0: A day. Yeah, from the studies I found that, um, it's really like if you're having like six eggs a day, then there's a chance that it'll affect you. Um, so, uh, what is your opinion on like keto diet or in terms actually, what's your opinion of vegans?
1: Vegans, well, my girlfriend's actually vegan, so like I said, it comes down to the macronutrient content of your food. You're perfectly capable of getting enough protein, fat, and carbs from without having any animal products. Um that being said, I've never met a vegan with above like ten percent body fat. So very good way to stay lean and save the environment.
0: Um have you considered being a vegan?
1: No, I love burgers. Gotcha.
0: (laughs) That was me. I'm just like I considered at one point I'm like you really love meat. And I'm just like, I just went
1: over, I have three eggs every single morning. Yeah. I was like,
0: (laughs) I was like, but three eggs is like so easy to get like 20 grams of protein without killing the calories. Cause like normally that's like 200 calories right there. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So I try to have like that and either like a whole wheat bread sandwich, egg sandwich in the morning or oatmeal and peanut butter, which, um, if you do follow my, uh, um, my account, I have been a big proponent of uh, eating oatmeal because I just think it's like I think what people don't understand is like the difference between complex carbs and simple carbs. And like what people don't understand is like when you have something like oatmeal in the morning, it keeps you full throughout the day because it is a complex carbonate. It takes longer to digest and break down. So it keeps you full. I've noticed on days that I have it, most days that I have it, it, it just keeps me full. I can have that. If I like, I'm not in the mood to have eggs, I can just have that and I'll be good. And I'm good to go for like most of the day. Have
1: yeah, you agreed Like hundred percent.
0: Um, so how do you, uh, do you find it hard to like balance school life and your fitness life?
1: Uh, no, definitely not. This semester is actually a little bit lighter for me. I have I'm off on Fridays, so I'm lifting around four days a week now. So that's an entire day that I have to myself. And also, lifting is an hour and a half per up by day. I have typically 16, 18-hour days. So if I can't find an hour and a half to go to the gym on four of those days, there's an issue.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, before you did the bodybuilding competition, uh, what was your training like?
1: I guess it would be more of, like, the bro training split, you know. Gotcha. Chest, arms, shoulders, back, legs, repeat. But uh, the whole bodybuilding thing really opened me up to how, much, how to eat and train effectively. And I've just gone leaps and bounds ahead of where I've ever thought I could be ever since then.
0: Gotcha. Um, maybe not just the bodybuilding aspect, but uh, have you considered getting, like, um, that lean again? Or, like, maybe not that lean, but, like, like leaner than you are now?
1: Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that people don't know that comes with being that lead or similar to that lead, you know. Mm. There is sleepless nights, like, maybe you get a little shaky or woozy during the day because you're not having carbs, you know. There's low motivation, you have no energy. There's so many other things that people just don't know that comes with that, and I just don't see it ever being worth it to get that lead again.
0: Gotcha. So, um, so you're 5'9", like my height, so... That was, like, 155. Have you cons- What are you right now?
1: I'm around 181,
0: 182. Okay, so ha- have you ever considered maybe getting, like, sticking in the 170s? Or do you just, you like where you are now in terms of just strength and all that? Have you considered maybe going up? Um, I went to, like, I think the highest I hit, um, and that strength block was, like, 195. Yeah, I don't
1: think I want to get that big. I was that big at one point. I think my sophomore year, I got up to, like, 205. With, that was just a bulk on very very wrong I, yeah. my idea of bulking at that point was working out and having case quesadilla every night and that just wasn't it but um, I really want to get higher than 190 and I really want to get lower than 175
0: gotcha so, that's a good range I
1: I look I like the way I look like I, I'm a bit I'm a bit wider frame than most people so I look better with a little bit of meat on me mm-hmm. so I
0: do
1: like what I look right now
0: yeah I think for me it was just I never got I've never been lean With a lot of muscle I hit I got to 170 at one point But I didn't focus enough On Building muscle So I really lost A good amount of muscle And I had to rebuild that back um, Basically The whole last year Mm -hmm. Just building that back up to And then I, I went all the way back up to 195 I actually hit 205 And I was like Okay Gotta go back down So I went back down to 180s And I was like all right, I wanna stay like 185 And I got my muscle back so now that I'm going and I have a better knowledge of training, um, even just a year, a year and a half later, um, I want to see like if I get to 170, 165, just, and also just push myself to it. I know at the end of the day, I probably won't stay there. I'll probably be within like 170 to 175. But for me, I've never been that lean, and I just want to do it for myself. Um, is there anything, any uh, tips that you can give in terms of just... Uh, like keeping that mindset and keeping like mentally strong through throughout the process
1: Uh, there's something that bodybuilders call the always on mindset like you're always thinking of how we could keep muscle or gain muscle or improve yourself so i'm not going to say i count macros or calories but i'm definitely a conscious eater so i'm always mindful of what i'm eating not saying you should obsess over what you eat but always kind of stay mindful what you're putting in your body you know want you you have a race car right you want to get the most out of the race car you put good fuel in the race car and that's just kind of how I view myself
0: gotcha gotcha that's some good advice right there um i guess do you have any like grand goals moving forward or
1: uh, uh, next summer i want to be deadlifting 425 squatting 375 and benching 300
0: so where are you right now
1: uh, my max rate is actually going to be in a couple of weeks before I go back to school, but purely on speculation, I think I'm around 400 or 385 with deadlift, probably somewhere in the mid threes with squad. And I'm probably mid to higher twos with bench.
0: Um, is there any, like, uh, have you, are you concerned about any, like, do you have any aches and pain? Like, is there, is there an aspect of the strength training where you're, where maybe, uh, you didn't, is there like, a, is there any, like, injury concerns that you didn't have while training uh, bodybuilding?
1: Well, yeah, there's always going to be injury concerns. I'm moving a lot of weight, so always make sure to stretch uh, my shoulders, my hips, my knees, my quads, my back before I do any heavy lifts. Because, you know, I want to be able to run around with my kids when I'm 50. I don't want to be using a walker by the time I'm 60.
0: Gotcha. So um, I guess going into the next part of what I want to talk about is um, just being a natural um, on Instagram, uh, posting, like, do you think there is a bias against naturals versus people that people conceive as naturals? Because I've talked about this before where there's a lot of bullshit in the fitness industry where Pete, um, like I said in the beginning of the podcast, just like there's people there out there that like probably take something. And they live this lifestyle that people think that's the uh, case. But what I'm trying to break down with this podcast, with my Instagram, is that you don't need to be the rippest guy in the room or the rippest girl in the room. You don't need to be the strongest person in the room. You just need to be functional. So is there an aspect of uh, is there a point where you get kind of frustrated posting knowing that there is so much bullshit out there?
1: No, definitely not, because these people are taking drugs that are taking decades off their lives. Like, like, for what? Like, I don't compete. I don't make money off this. This isn't how I make a living. I can never justify spending three grand or five grand a month on a drug that's ultimately going to take years off my life.
0: That's really... There's really, no way I can yeah. really do it. Yeah, same with here. Um, I guess going into it as well, just um, is there people... Okay, for all the bullshit out there, what are some... Channels or people that you've is there anyone that you follow for advice? Is there anyone that you like that actually gives out good information? Um, who do you like in the fitness industry that you know are giving out good information?
1: Uh, I really like Larry Wheels, I think he's kind of a good hybrid between bodybuilding and powerlifting, and he's kind of a funny guy. But as far as like advice, I just kind of stick to what I know, advice is something that interests me. I ask the person, but I don't really take
0: advice 100 percent from any one person gotcha um i guess there's certain people that i follow that i use to help my training as well as just it's interesting just watching them and i kind of want to eventually like be able to like talk to them and be able to be at that level but um uh some people to maybe they they can help you out with your training is um one guy's every damn day fitness Another guy is X, and I would say the last person I would really recommend is uh, Shredded Sports Science. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just, they give out great information, um, and this is kind of where I was going to go. Um, is there, do you, is there a science-based approach to your training? Like, do you, do you, I know you say you you train what you know, but is there like a, like, a approach where you want to use more of something that's, scientifically is based in science rather than a bro at the gym saying it
1: well uh, like i said i don't study an exercise science or anything like that but it is well known that training the compound movements mainly twice a week is yields better results than hitting one muscle every day Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what i try to do
0: gotcha yeah so i guess some aspects of it was that um in terms of my training is Um, is that I tried to pick certain exercises that I've viewed as the most functional because part of my training it is bodybuilding-esque in a way where I'm muscle building but as well I picked certain exercises that I knew if somebody did it with a strength goal in mind or just a goal in mind where they just want to work out they don't have really a a huge goal in mind they just want to work out to stay fit and to stay functional so I picked for legs I picked squats, lunges. I knew if I hit my legs two to three times a week, at at first it was three times a week, so I wanted to build my legs up. Now I went back to two times a week. But in terms of legs, it's just squats, um, lunges, and deadlifts. Because I know most people can do that or a variation of the barbell movement. For my back, it's um, chin-ups, or it's lat pull-downs, or it's rows. Because I know those are the three. Um in turn, I've, you know, I've looked at your training. Um, is there, do you, is there, uh, an aspect of your training where you're still keeping the bodybuilding as, cause I know you use a lot of different exercises for different muscle groups. Um, are you kind of transitioning to more of like, like you're just focused on the big three and you're doing only exercises that will aid in the big three, or are you still kind of keeping a, Bodybuilding mindset in terms that you're trying to like maybe this day you're you're doing these exercises to help the squat, but you're also trying to build your quads and your hamstrings up.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. You know any of those accessory movements that I talked about on my uh fitness account, they're bodybuilding movements. You know mm-hmm. every bodybuilder does bicep curls, everyone does hamstring curls, everyone does lat pulldowns, all, all that stuff. It mm-hmm. just depends on the rep range you use and the amount of volume that you move that day.
0: Gotcha. Um, I guess. Another uh, question would be, do you know what the Bulgarian style training is?
1: I have heard of it. I know uh, Louis, Louis Simmons from Westside Barbell kind of based his books off of that. But outside of that, I don't really know anything
0: about okay. it. Okay. From what I understand it is that you basically like, it's like you pick one of the compound movements. So let's just say the deadlift. And you deadlift for, you deadlift every single day. Or every workout you do is the deadlift. And it's that movement all the time. I think it's every single day too or like your training block. So it's like six times a week you do deadlift and it, it's the same style deadlift. And the whole aspect is that because you're doing it every day, you get better at it all the time. Now, would that interest you something more in terms of your training or do you prefer what you're doing, which is more of a um, a non-minimal, uh, non-minimalist training where – It's more you're you're focused on your strength building based on doing other exercises to help strengthen different parts of the of the leg and different parts of the arms. So you're trying to build a strong body, but you're not you're not you're focused on the squat deadlift and bench, but you're not doing them all the time. You're not doing your competition style. You're doing your competition style maybe once a week, but then you're doing other movements to help aid in those muscles. But would you rather do that, or maybe have you ever considered like just squatting all the time?
1: Oh, uh, I never really thought about that. I just feel like squatting or benching or deadlifting every day. We just do a number on my joints. But again, I'm not a competitive powerlifter. I just kind of started powerlifting, so I think training three or four days a week is kind of where I'm at right now in terms of my recovery standpoint. Yeah, maybe as time goes on, I'll try. You know, always change it up. Always challenge myself
0: yeah i'm not trying to like you know have you now automatically just go to bulgarian so i'm just throwing stuff out there just trying to help because i know i think in the end when i was strength building the first time i did it was very i cuz i was just getting into it like we're talking about um maybe squat i started off at like 135 i think deadlift was 225 at best and then bench was who knows a bench i don't remember <laughs> but it was like it was so low so What I did was more of a basic, like um, four by five training. Mm -hmm. So I just kind of did a starting strength training. And then as I went into it, what ended up happening was at the end of it, I hit 315 on squat, I hit 345 on deadlift, and I hit 225 on bench. Mm -hmm. And then I ended up hurting my ankle, which basically sidelined my squat for a bit because whenever I squatted heavy, it was just too much on my ankle. And I'm like, like you said, I'm not a, I'm not a, um, I wasn't a professional powerlifter or, you know, a competitor in any sense. So I was just like, I'll heal this. So I kind of fell in love with the deadlift. So I just kind of put all my focus on the deadlift where I ended up just deadlifting. Um, I was focused on just getting my deadlift up I went to a sumo style. Have you, uh, like, do you have any opinions on sumo versus conventional? Or is it just a feel for you? Have you ever tried sumo?
1: Um, I've never really tried sumo. I just feel very comfortable with conventional. But, you know, like I said, it's whatever you lift the heaviest with. If you're a power lifter, if you move more weight using a sumo style, then use sumo. If you move more weight using conventional, then use conventional.
0: Yeah, I only asked because I know there's, like, a whole, like sumo doesn't count it's you know it because you're you are in a sense you're because you're spreading your legs out more you're cutting the uh you're shortening the uh range of motion however my opinion is 700 like let's just say best case scenario like 700 pounds is 700 pounds no matter how you lift it up no matter how you deadlift it if someone deadlifts 700 pounds conventionally versus uh sumo Mm -hmm. i don't see like that's still 700 pounds you're lifting up. It uh, of your
1: body type. If you're a guy yeah. with, like, really long limbs, using a sumo approach would be definitely advantageous to you. But if you're like me, with a longer tor- torso and shorter limbs, conventional is definitely the way to go.
0: Yeah. I, I, the only time I would consider sumo uh, cheating is if you're, like, five foot two and you got short legs because then you're, like, literally barely lifting the bar. But that's, like, a rare scenario. So you're five foot 9 I'm about five nine five ten uh what is your like torso length like so are you because like for me what ended up happening was with sumo i realized i have long legs this helps me i have long legs and longish arms for my size like my wingspan is five eleven. so what ended up happening was when i started sumo a it took a lot of pressure off my lower back which is ultimately the reason why i had to stop strength in terms of my deadlift i was just like this was getting too much on my lower back but Lear, learning how to sumo the only hard part was was that learning that because my legs are more spread out it puts more it puts more pressure on my quads to be stronger so that's where I end up just using the squat as just an aid for my quads right. but there wasn't I kind of had to switch mindsets in terms of that and I got my deadlift to 375 and then I I think that's where I peaked and then I then I took a little bit of time off to just re- let my body recover. And then I came out this year and I'm like, all right, I'm going to start muscle building. I'm going to start building up my legs. And in this basement that you're sitting in, I basically put in the work doing a lot of different body body weight movements, but also different um, weighted movements. And I build myself up. So um, is there any other... Training styles that you do Is there any calisthenic movements that you do uh,
1: I always warm up with uh, some calisthenic movements So on my bench day I do some push-ups so On my back days or my deadlift days I'll do some chin-ups And I always warm up with like, some lunges Or something like that on my squat days
0: Yeah, uh, I usually for my legs I'll do some different types of uh, I'll, I always do bi- I always warm up my legs with body weight Squats no matter what I'm doing Whether I'm deadlifting or whether I'm Squatting or l- doing lunges <laughs> I don't know. I just, for me doing body weight squats is like the easiest way to just get them warmed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you notice the same aspect. So, um, is your warm up uh, the way you warm up, I know some people warm up, they like take, like they'll take a good amount of time to warm up. Like they'll go on the treadmill wor- warm up. I know the proper way to warm up if I was a trainer and like something that I have to consider moving forward with my career is that, Yes, you have to, like, let them run on the treadmill to warm up their body because you want their core temperature to go up. But is there is there... Do you have, like, a long warm-up or is it more of just, like, depends on the workout?
1: Well, as a powerlifter, I want to uh, save the majority of my energy for my workout. Mm-hmm. So my warm-up will be probably, like, 10 minutes, you know, just some static stretches, maybe take a broomstick, warm up my rotator cuffs.
0: hmm You <coughs>
1: know, stuff like that. I don't want to spend too, too much time warming
0: up. Gotcha. Um... Do you still do the is there any uh track dynamic workouts that you still do? I used to still do the uh the skips to warm up cuz I figured cuz one A I know that dynamic warm ups are best for when you're about to do uh lifts but as well, especially powerlifting where you need obviously you need power. So I thought they were really good. Have you considered doing those? Nope. Not at all. Sort About doing C skips? No. no, 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 I just never
1: really thought about doing
0: them. Um, So, I guess, final thoughts. Um, So, you want to become... Have you considered maybe doing, like, a competition in powerlifting? I know, because you did a... I'm just asking, because you did the bodybuilding competition... Mm. Maybe now you wanna is there uh like is there a want to like try to do maybe just one competition just to see how you do?
1: Yeah, it's in the back of my mind, but I wanna get stronger first. You know, I don't wanna go out there get embarrassed and then you just not wanna lift anymore. So uh there's work to be done, but maybe in the future in a couple of years, you'll see me at a local me- powerlifting meet. Oh,
0: did you win that bodybuilding competition?
1: I came in fourth.
0: Oh, nice. That's really good.
1: Depends on who you ask.
0: <laughs> nah, I mean look. Um, uh, what was the charity for?
1: Uh, it was uh, Cher Charette and American Heart Foundation.
0: Oh, that's really good. Thank you. Um, So you, how much did you uh, raise?
1: In total, between the GoFundMe and other fundraisers, I did around $2,100. Nice.
0: Nice job, Ed. Thank you. Okay, so uh, thank you, Ed, for coming on the podcast. Yeah. I had a lot of fun. Um, uh, If you want to ever come back on and do this again, talk fitness talk you know maybe at that point you'll have hit your goals or you're coming closer to your goals um yeah if you ever want to come back on totally just hit me up and if you ever want to work out together we can do maybe my workout one time and then your workout i wouldn't mind doing a little strength once in a while
1: oh yeah definitely sean thanks for having me had a great time Uh, i think you have a great thing going here and the best of luck with your fitness
0: all right thank you ed and to everyone have a great night And keep working hard at your dreams.